Welcome back to Dame It All to Hell. We are excited because we have a sponsor. We'd love to thank Campaigns and Elections for sponsoring Dame It All to Hell. We want to remind all you politicos that entry deadline for the Read Awards is Friday, December 15th. And I'd just like to say that my just today, my team has been working on the entries. So you guys better all submit entries or I'm taking all the awards home for myself. CNE does not extend deadlines, so make sure to submit before Friday the 15th. And my team is frantically getting our stuff together as well and are panicking about the Friday deadline. Visit campaignsandelections.com for all the details. So on to today's episode. Episode four. And aside from the growing pile of shitty, shitty men, which don't worry, we will get to. It has been a great week, thanks to you all. We have gotten such awesome responses, and thank you guys so much for that about this podcast, and we want more, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Find us on Facebook and let us know what you think. All right, on to the men, which turns out to be what we talk about so far on Damon All to Hell. Since we talked last week, there are more. Just to name a few, Dustin Hoffman, what a bummer that was, Congressman Franks in a particularly weird way, which we will also talk about. And just today, Mario Batali, which I guess does not surprise me. But Mario Batali's sort of statement was actually the kind of statement that Tracy and I talked about in last week's episode that we wanted. So he says, and I quote, I apologize to the people I have mistreated and hurt, although the identities of most of the individuals mentioned in these stories have not been revealed to me. Much of the behavior described does in fact match up with the ways I have acted. That behavior was wrong and there are no excuses. So look at that. Just he's like straight up. I did that shit. I did it. That's great. Right? And I think that's what they all have to say. I think so too. And like, I don't know, you guys all know Mario Batali. He's like sort of cocky and arrogant. He's like a fat Italian chef. So he's on the show or the view or the five or one of those shows that has a chef. And he has officially stepped down from his restaurants. Wow. Yeah. So good for him. And and don't be a douche. Don't be a douche. And when you are, be like, oh, shit, I was, I a, was douche. a douche. Awesome. And move on. Um, before we get into some of the harder stuff to talk about this week, I just want to talk about time person of the year, the silence breakers. I mean, that was remarkable and so incredibly well done. So that has completely changed the culture of where we go from here. Seems and like it. it. In the past, women have not been able to come forward and talk about things. So I think it's great. My biggest concern about all of this is the one woman that comes out that can't be proved or the one woman that comes out and it's not true, what is that going to do to everything that's happened? Well, I mean, I come back at you say that it happened in like a significant way, right? So in the in the Roy Moore thing, the woman from, we talked about it before, the conservative organization that tries to they get tried people. To get, yeah, yeah. And she was, if journalism is done well, if it's, if, if, if it's coming out in a press scenario and the journalists and the journalistic sort of institution that's doing that is doing their job, then it seems like it can't be sunk. So you'd think that. But now we're trying people in the press. Is that really fair? Well, there, we're in uh, it's the Wild West. Right. Right. We're, it's the first time people have felt they have had space. And I, of course, I do this for a living. And so does Tracy. We have jobs outside of the podcast, of course, until the podcast makes us rich and famous. Right. But um, I am a Democratic political consultant and spend time working with candidates, men, women, who would like to seek, higher, seek elected office. And in the last couple weeks, things like um, witch hunt 
has been said. And so that's like ridiculous. She's one of in those, that they're not witches, right? There's one of those didn't women exist. who tweets in a feminist way. So the men do men and women, but mostly men, just because they're one step removed from this experience. Don't I don't think have the vocabulary to talk about the change that is happening right now. So my, again, my biggest fear, and I, I run an analytics company and am probably a, a conservative at my core. I, I am hesitant to refer to myself as a Republican in the current state. Because of, it's got a bad rep right now. It's not, it's not <laughs> the greatest. But we'll go on and talk about why I think that Republicans are, are going to actually come out of this on, on, the right, on the right side. But we won't talk about that yet. I fear that if we go too far in one direction on this looking at college campuses. And I know, like, all, our immediate response is always to defend the woman. The woman is right. We have to back the woman. But what when they're? What about when they're not? What about when they did consent and then felt bad about the next day? I think that is a load of shit. Because the you idea... You don't think that ever happens? No, because women are taught to suffer in fucking silence. I mean, oh. how many times are you just like, if you make a bad decision, you just live with that and you crunch on it and you bury it deep down in you your You are, core. and I So am, are you. But a lot of women don't live with that a oh, lot of women so, so more, you don't the think, vast majority so, of women so some of the things that obama and biden did on college campuses which i think are you speculating now or are you speaking about something specific no no no. i'm talking about the rules that they sort of went in with college campuses there was like a when they were in about, college no 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 no, no. Oh. when they were in office when obama was in office about uh having more severe consequences and basically believing women so when a woman goes and says i was assaulted by a guy on this campus. Like, the guy is immediately kicked out of college. There's not even a trial at that point. He was imme- immediately removed from college. Is right, that- because he probably did something fucking bad. But what if he didn't? I'm sure he did. Why? Because why would a woman lie? I don't know. Maybe she felt bad. To protect her soul? I don't she know. She felt bad about what? Uh, going like home she- with him. Maybe he didn't call her. Maybe did. I don't know. So she, so she, she's supposed so you to be, don't think she's those supposed things to be like a happen. good girl. And then she decided to go get drunk one night and have sex with a man. Who or maybe she, she got drunk and didn't remember and woke up the next day. I just think that he- the, the possibility of the scenario you're describing is much less likely than the possibility of a drunk university boy who was drinking and maybe she was drinking too, but didn't think her no was a real no. And what if she didn't w- say no? Well, we've talked about this, too. There's a difference between, right? We talked about this, I think, in episode one. So, I'm just, yes, so you're saying that, that we should assume you that all men yes, are shitbags. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. That is ridiculous. I'm not, you know, I'm certainly not militant. And I have now had reflection upon my opinions. Are they militant? And I say, fuck no, they are not militant. If you ever hear me banter with a man, you, I'm not. slightly I'm, militant. Fuck you. But there is a... There, we used to say that anything but a no was a yes. And anything but a yes should be a fucking no. Like if you are into it and you're saying, yes, that feels so good or whatever that is, that is a yes. But if you are romping around with a woman and she's like tense and she's not saying yes and like, nah, like you know, you know, you know really? what I'm talking about. Really? What if it's about. just bad sex and you're kind of into it but not really? But then it's the not man, the then yes, both parties should so have So men both, are supposed to read women. Both parties should have oh. this. Both you members. You a man? Both naked members of that women. moment. Oh shut up. God. Shut up. Both <laughs> members in that naked romp should have the space to be like, I just, I would, I just want to stop. 
But right now, I don't think women have that space because you know what I said? I was recently with a family friend who's a conservative, like conservative, and I'm a liberal. And I said the benefit of doubt, the doubt has always been with the man. It has always been with the man, the benefit of the doubt. The women have always had to prove that they've been groped, raped, assaulted, you know, demeaned, whatever. Like, prove it. Show me somebody who saw you leave that bar against your will. But if you're going to accuse somebody, why shouldn't it have to be proven? Because the man never – because it's not about accusing. It's pointing out misconduct. It's not accusing. But if somebody gets accused of murder, there has to be proving that this person committed the murder. Like, why wouldn't you want to prove that this person had committed assault? The thing about proving a murder is that both people have representation to go into a com- a conversation and present their evidence. And a lot of what, what you described, whereas a man has to read a woman and um, a man should just, a boy should just get kicked out of college if he's, if he's accused. It's like they automatically assume that it's the woman who's going too far, who's making it ridiculous. No one's ever been like, oh, that probably really happened to you, Tracy. That probably really See, happened you to you. I feel super sorry about that. Let's talk about how the night went. It was like, prove it. Show me somebody that, that saw you get drugged right out of that bar. That's true. Like the benefit of the doubt has always been with the man. And it, and it needs to stop. It has to be with the women for a little while, which I think it is, which is why I don't agree with your pendulum swing and one woman taking this all down because, like I said, cultural tipping point, which is why with the time person of the year. So I'm sure the listeners have heard that President Trump's response to the time person of the year was just straight comical. I mean, he's a dickhead. Well, he was supposed to be the person. Right. He called. He said, I called Time magazine and I told them, you know, I don't want it two years in a row. Give it to somebody else. And Time magazine came out on the record and they were like, this is not how we select our person of the year. It's no, we don't, you know, take votes from the public. And Did, so, but he made no other statement outside of that. No, but still, f- fuck you. This is like, and you know, it was, it was because he knew not only was it not going to be him, it was going to be a thing. You know, I think everybody knew that Time was going to make a statement. I mean, their statement was amazing. And for you, for those of you that did not watch the video on Time.com, it's crazy good. But now here we are, and just today, three more. Trump survivors have come on the record. They were on Megyn Kelly's Today Show, and then there was a news briefing. And one of them recalled when Trump, when a woman recalled that there was a time when she turned Donald Trump down when he put his hands up her skirt and she did not want it. And she pulled his hands out and walked away. And he saw her next time and he called her a cunt. Charming. He's very charming. He's a terrible. Was person. that that wasn't the airplane incident? It was though, the right? airplane. That was incident. the airplane mm-hmm. incident in the in the late seventies. And the two other women were contemporary women. Right. Happened inside of the last two Well, years. and the one woman who was a former Miss North Carolina. Oh, <laughs> in the club. Uh, actually didn't accuse him of anything. Just said that he inspected the women at Miss USA in 2005, which I don't really know what that means. Well, I, I just admittedly just listened to the two, the airplane woman and then the other woman who he, he kissed forcibly her kissed. multiple times yeah. once on an elevator. And she felt she couldn't report it because he owned the building. Can you fucking imagine you own the building? Yeah. Like, of course you can't report it. I mean, I think about the times in your life where you've worked for somebody and they've done something to you and you just... I'm just really lucky. I have that has not not worked for. I mean, I have had, like we've talked about, sort of inappropriate misconduct situations with sort of colleagues. So older men that were also consultants, but nobody I ever reported to. And that's because my business partner, I've been working with him since I started. And he's just like a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so you I've, have. I've experienced a couple of things, and I'm most certainly not going to talk about them on this podcast very specifically because 
I don't know. Repercussions. I'm, I'm not. I'm not exactly repercussions. Yeah. I don't feel comfortable. I mean, my first job out of college, there were some things that. They, I never had somebody say, you need to have sex with me or you're fired. But there was most certainly some sexual humiliation that was going on in the workplace when I was young. And there's just some some inappropriate behavior and inappropriate touching and just some inappropriate things that would be said um, that's not okay. And I, to this day, won't bring them up and won't talk about it. And not I mean, I'll talk about it, but not. I'm Uh, not going to call anybody out. It's. I mean, sidebar, it's the important part about having female colleagues and friends. Right. So even if you're not willing to put it out in the public space like like the podcast, we can have conversations about it. But the difference is some of that stuff happened to Tracy even not when she was young, even in the last two or three years. But the difference is there was not space to talk about it. We are six weeks – 10 weeks into the space, into the air to breathe to talk about it. Which is crazy because now you know every story that's like ever happened to me. Yeah, and before well, that, you didn't you didn't know any of them. Well, I knew some of them. But, but we, didn't, them. we didn't talk yeah, a lot about it. Was it was less. Yeah. It was less. But so I do think it'll be interesting to track what happens with these Trump survivors, what happens in the Oval, what happens with the administration, what is, what is too significant to touch. Is there a job in this country that's too significant to be touched by what are anything less than rape? So here's my other big concern about all of this. Um, And we talked a little bit about Mike Pence last week. Just a little bit. A little bit. And it's funny because I have totally flip-flopped on that issue. Because I'm a flip-flopper. And fuck it. If if, if freaking presidents can flip-flop, Fuck you, so can I. Uh, so I don't. I actually don't still have a problem with Mike Pence saying oh, I don't want to break bread what? with somebody. I just think that if he's going to do that, then it has to be across the board. Like he can't have dinner with an, or lunch with men either. Oh, if it's straight across, go. it's equal. No breaking bread with people. Period. Then it's, it's an equal playing field. Which but, means he would never become the vice president of the United States of America. Probably not. I'm yeah. just saying, like that would that would I would feel okay about that. Yeah. Like it has to be an equal playing field because. I, you actually might be right. Like it's a d- <laughs> Say it again. Say it again, Tracy Deeds. Say it again, <laughs> You Tracy might be right. But so here's a question that we were talking about. Like, again, we were talking a little bit about the whole ass slapping thing and guys like slapping asses on the on the, on the the golf course or on the basketball court. Nobody or- slaps asses on the golf course. It's golf class. I totally slap ass <laughs> on the golf course. I don't know what you're talking about. But the difference for me is I slap ass with friends. Which is different. I'm friends first. I hope a, I hope a listener didn't just start listening at I slap ass with friends. <laughs> that feels... When you are when you have had a bunch of drinks and somebody hits a good shot. I mean, I played basketball. Like the ladies slapped asses. Like I it was am, a yes. thing. It was just it, there is nothing. There's nothing but anyway. Militant Kelly Grace is well, all, also trying to change no that. My, my boys, my four and six year old sons. I'm like, stop touching butts <laughs> of people you don't know, of friends that are just new friends. You yeah. So, so um, what you're saying is I should never slap your ass. Yeah, well, I'll come back to you next golf, time when we're drinking. What if you What if you want to read? <laughs> I, I can't slap. slap. Um, so yeah, so President Trump. In other news from this week, John Conyers stepped down, which feels it's since we recorded last, but it was the day after record. It feels like a lifetime ago. So John Conyers. Step down. A lot of reasons I think that that makes a lot of sense, starting with the fact that he's in his 80s. I mean, I don't think anyone in their 80s should serve in, in Congress, the Senate. He's incoherent. Well, the Democrats fine. wanted him out anyway. You can be smart and there, but in your 80s, perhaps you should just 
retire, you know? So anyway, good for you. Congressman Conyers stepped down. But like he said some ridiculous stuff in his stepping down, including my reputation will not be diminished by what has happened, which uh, is nonsense. It's I don't know. Ridiculous. Don't ask a woman to blow you yeah. and then fire her. Right. And and uh, I have done so much good that this can't bring us down. And this too shall pass. I mean, he said this too shall pass. And it's like, who are you to speak for that? But in the most sort of egregious moment he was like and i endorse my son who there are in that race there could be possibly three people named conyers running for that seat yeah isn't that crazy and so my question to tracy is does the apple fall far from the tree so do we think because we're parents is 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 his kid is like a sexually harassing well if you are in your 80s and you have a history of sexual misconduct misconduct assault harassment whatever it is and you're and you're close with your son, close enough that your son wants to literally take your job from you. Essentially, think about it in a corporate space. Do we assume that the son did not know that the dad, the congressman, was bad to women? So I am just going to start making some shit up right now. But here is my thought, and it's not you don't make it up if it's opinion. You got it. Uh, I'm probably <laughs> just going to make some shit up. Uh, I don't know that I. I think that just because the dad did all these things, the son absolutely knew. No. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't. I... Do you think it's likely he knew some of it? Not necessarily. Huh. And I won't say that I can speak from experience, but uh, I don't necessarily think that sons know everything that their fathers do. And you'll hear stories like years later, like someone will say, like, "Oh my God, I just found out that my dad did blah 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 blah," and nobody knew about it. Um, what I do think is that you can't just hand your kid a congressional seat. Like, what makes him qualified to be a congressman? Right. It's supposed to be representational of what right. the people in the district know. Right. And my whole thing was, I, I think that if you're leaving, if you're leaving the office in scandal, which let's be honest, that's what's happening. There, there is no moment where you can say, look, this is the person you should elect. Like, it is time for you to exit stage left, and everybody gets a chance to get somebody whom they think speaks for them in that office, which is the whole point right. of elected officials right. anyway. Right. I also don't think that sexual harassment is genetic. No, no, no. I don't think it's genetic. I most certainly and think, I don't it's think it's behavioral it. and not, it's learned. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be a sexual harasser. I'm saying if in his 80s he's, got, he's gotten caught. He probably didn't start acting inappropriately in his 80s, right? My guess nobody's is, just having the energy. My guess is dad didn't come home and be like, so I asked this chick to blow me and she said no and we had to fire her. And no, I had to give her but I'm sure that the one, a couple times a woman has come to their door or called them. Maybe. Or like, and it was found out. And I'm sh- I mean, come on. But then but then I'm guessing grandpa was just like, I don't know. Like, so she just, women, I'm a congressman. Women, I got women. Yeah, women are always, always somebody trying are, to get me. It's a cunt. Fuck you very much. See? Yeah. Fuck you. But there was a, there was a moment for that was good for women this this past week in Georgia. Election night in Georgia was last Tuesday. Lots of women won in Georgia. So yes, the the mayor of Atlanta. It was a runoff between two women, or a white Republican, a black Democrat. It's only second time in in Atlanta's history where there was an African American woman mayor. That seems awesome. I love that you spout statistics like nobody's business. I know. It's well, awesome. it's kind of what I do for a living. It's awesome. But um, then there was a whole bunch of state house seats and some women versus women, but the women picked up three seats held by men before that. And so my question in a state like Georgia is if more women become powerful voices, is there a, is there an undeniable, unavoidable culture change? I don't, I, I, 
as much as I would love to say, yes, it's all beautiful and roses and yay women. I mean, I think you're looking at heavily Democratic districts and Democrats tend to vote obviously more for women than heavily conservative districts, which is exactly if you start talking about Alabama and why Roy Moore is actually going to win tomorrow, which we will get to. And I didn't mean to jump the gun there, but it's awesome. Yay for women. But I don't think this is like some big referendum on Trump that that women are now taking over and are going to be a huge play moving forward. Yeah, but I'd even, love to say that it was, yeah. but I don't think it is. Imagine being an intern. Imagine being a college kid who goes to the to the Georgia State House, you know, to the Capitol to intern in, in, in one of those offices. And in every meeting, they say three, four, five more f- women behind a microphone. It making should legislation. change. It Let's, should change everything. Yeah. I, my my or start to change. Yeah, yes. start to change. And we will get into Roy Moore and it will dominate nearly the rest of this conversation. But first, we would like to tell you about something new. Before we start the next topic, we've talked a lot about how women can help other women be successful. And we want to help you out. We're launching what we're calling the Dame It All Corkboard. And if you have clubs, groups, events, organizations, or just want to mentor a young woman, send us your info. We'll share it with our listeners. Starting with the next episode, we'll have a corkboard segment where we'll highlight these opportunities and we'll post them to our Facebook page and on our website as soon as it's ready in early 2018. Right around the corner. All you have to do is send us an email or a Facebook message. The email address will be dameatall at myjunto.com, and that's M-Y-J-U-N-T-O.com. You can message us on Facebook with at handle, at handle, dameatall. We think that, you know, Tracy and I have had the really incredible opportunity to support each other since we've met each other, and it has made a lot of difference in our lives. And I'm not thinking that we can personally help all the people that are looking for it, but we hope to be able to connect. Consider us the match.com of professional women. Whatever. I'm a Republican and women are going to change the fucking world and we're going to help you do it. So, So, yeah, send us a message and we're excited to get that started and hopefully meet some of you guys as that all goes. All right, Alabama. I feel like so. I if it's, I'm a, I'm like an emotional roller coaster of it, of my own self. It's like highs lows, highs lows, highs lows, and fucking Alabama. So yes. So like Mitch McConnell, um, not Mitch McConnell, um, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. I'm trying to think of the Democrats that have come or the Republicans that have come out against him. So Flake, Jeff Mitch Flake McConnell. came out against him. Not well. Mitch McConnell said he believes the survivors, which by the way. I'm no longer calling these women accusers because I think that gives the benefit of the doubt to the man. I'm calling them survivors. Join me if you'd like. And then um, but so he so Mitch McConnell said he believes the survivors, but he's going to leave it up to um, the people of Alabama to decide. Yes. And um, there have been I was trying to admit Romney. He's the one. So he doesn't hold any offices, but he's come out against against Ray Moore. And so Richard Shelby, the other senator from Alabama, has said he that he didn't vote for the guy and he doesn't think. So yes, there is a small faction, a small faction of Republicans. But for the most part, like the DNC just put in like 750, or not the DNC, the RNC just put in $750,000 in the last two weeks behind Ray Moore. And obviously Donald Trump and his henchwoman, Kellyanne, has come to his support. I don't I don't just I have, gonna fucking so I have I, I have obviously been back and forth on Roy Moore and in the first episode I defended Roy Moore and I didn't defend him in the sense that I thought he was a great person. I mean here's the the thing about Roy Moore that everyone 
keeps talking about, like, how could you support Roy Moore after he did these things? I mean, he was a fairly terrible judge way before he any of this. He was thrown off from, the bench. He was thrown off the bench, and these people For still supported him. He beat Luther Strange, who was, like, the nicest, most normal. He was like an Ed Gillespie Republican. Like, just awesome. Good dude. Good heart. Like, just was a conservative. He beat that guy. I mean, of course people are going to come out and vote for him. And I think that people in Alabama, and this is where this is where we're going to have a problem. There's absolutely nothing that the government can do right now regarding this election. They can't stop, stop it. it. Can't so stop it's it. not a government issue. Not until next not Wednesday. Yet. Right. Not On until Wednesday. Wednesday. And I am, I completely believe that Paul Ryan, the second this guy wins... When he comes in on January 3rd, Paul Ryan's going to be like, bitch, you're going to have to step your ass down. You are done. And as a sidebar, Paul Ryan stepped up to the to Congressman Franks. Which I'm not even sure what fucking happened with Trent okay, Franks. So yet. as a sort of just to fill you guys in, the listeners this week, also Congressman Franks from Arizona stepped he resigned and what it came out was that he told he told Paul Ryan that he had approached two of his staffers about being a surrogate for him and his wife who they used a surrogate to get pregnant with their existing children they wanted to have more children but the way that it the way that it came across in the different bits of reporting to me was he did something of the sorts, and he offered them up to five million dollars. Which so he means walked in one of his, he said, "How much would it cost for you to be a surrogate?" And I could even knock you up. And would it cost one million or two million? So I think there was a proposition involved in the request for surrogacy. So that is he is joking? It does not matter. I don't, uh, but well, it doesn't. But it's very joking about. Eh, okay. Like you right. are a, you know, like for those of you that don't know how Capitol Hill works, like. Like there are little dreamer, like not dreamers, like right. DACA dreamers, but there are little graduates from the best, from the Ivies, from the biggest and the brightest schools who graduate and they offer to go to Capitol Hill and work for free. fucking free yeah. to answer phones in these offices. And then waltzes in some quaffed middle-aged, you know, man of power. And he talks to you and that you think that he's talking to you because you're good at your job. And then all of a sudden he goes, well... How many millions would it cost for me to knock you up and you can carry my child as a surrogate? And you just have to know that when he but told Paul Ryan But here's the thing. But that, a surrogate is very different than knocking somebody up. Sure. That's we, not a surrogate. That's using his wife's egg. Sure. But I'm saying that I think the the rapid response from Paul Ryan made it seem like there was more there than I'm, I don't disagree. Yeah. I think that there is too. But if there isn't, and the only thing he no, ever— No, you still can't— I mean, I don't disagree. I don't think I, I totally agree that you cannot have those conversations as a person of power in your office. But I don't think you can compare that to shoving your tongue down somebody's throat. It's totally inappropriate. It is not acceptable, but it's not the same thing. And you and freaking Gildebrand and that all of these things should be treated fucking equally. It's not. It should not. They are not the same thing. That's the nicest thing you said to me all day. Me and Senator Gillibrand, who's sort of a hero of mine. <laughs> no, but she amazing. came out and was like, everybody that's done anything whether you've raped a woman, assaulted her, grabbed her ass, just said, that's what she said. Like, they should all be treated the same. They should not. There should be varying degrees of this shit. And we need to be careful about that. Listen, here's the thing. that is a bunch of bullshit. All... So you think a slap slap on the ass should be treated the exact same way as somebody forcibly putting their penis in your vagina? When it comes to elected members of our government, yes. Really? Yes. So you, Zero tolerance. Women are not something to be played with. So you think a slap on the ass deserves a lifetime in prison? No. 
Well, why not? Why is it not? You just said they should all be treated the same. I think that and they're all illegal. People, no, why are they sorry. treated the same? Let me let me specify. It means you shouldn't be able to be an elected member of Congress. You shouldn't be a member Fair of enough. government. But but the punishment women are not to be the punishment. The punishment is get things. the hell out. Go back to your home. Your your second home. Your third. No, home. No, I'm sorry. If you fucking rape somebody, you need to go to jail for, for a sure. long fucking time. Yeah. So what can be lit- Matt Lauer needs to be in prison for the rest of right. his fucking life. The difference is what's Al litigated Franken, in court. What's litigated in right. court As versus opposed what's to litigated, litigated in the media. In, in culture. In Fine. what's acceptable for human existence. Sorry, did we just get really loud? Women <laughs> our, are not our, to be our played Our producer with. hates us right Women now. Women are not to be played One with. thing I just want to clarify, as Kelly and I keep talking about this stuff every week, is this is really fucking hard. I mean, we I, I keep changing my opinion on things. I think Kelly has changed her opinion on some things here and there. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is really fucking hard. And if... Honestly, like we were talking about, like if you have ideas or things or you want to you want to throw questions on our Facebook page, like please do, because we're all trying to figure this out. Kelly's pouring a glass of wine. It's so awesome. It's hard. I, I feel like I'm going to need me, some, me too, because it's getting Tracy. harder. Can you hear that? Yeah, it's a nice pour. I mean, talking about. Yes, it's all really, really hard. And I, I was so Tracy had a rough day on last Friday in terms of the news coming out. I had a rough day when the press conference about Al Franken came out because it made sense how it started. So seven fe- Democratic female senators got together. And uh, I've talked to some people that work on the Hill and tried to sort of get a sense of how that started. And, and those women had been connected. They had they have their on the record standing up for. So like Senator Gillibrand's big fight while she's been in the Senate is reducing the amount of, of sexual assault and violence in the military. I mean, she just you know her to be the kind of person that's standing up for these things. And so anyway, she connected with a whole bunch of these other senators and they apparently um, hearsay, they decided if one more person came out against Frank and they were going to do it, they were going to call for his resignation. And it happened. Uh, the seventh person came out, exact same story, just corrab- corroborating that that was, in fact, an MO of his. And then it was then it was this waiting game. What men? What, who, who's going to join? When are they going to join? What is their language going to be in the joining? Will they condemn him? Will they, will they say women are not something to be played with? And I was both, I was both pleasantly surprised by some and really disappointed in others. And at the end, it wasn't even the whole Democratic caucus. And I think that, I don't even know, I don't even know, I think maybe one or two Republican senators joined the call, but not many for, for, for Franklin to resign. Maybe it's it gets too political at that point. But I was riding this. I was riding this this wave. And my thing is like, why is it? I'm in two camps. I I I truly believe women have to have women's back. It's the only way it's going to work. But I don't think that is that takes the place of also men and women humanity saying that women are not an inferior gender. That misogyny. There's no world in which misogyny should be accepted. But uh, so here's another question. And and let me let me make two points. One, so Al Franken, I don't necessarily think Al Franken should have resigned. I mean, I think some of But this, you hate him? I do. But here's why I hate him. Because he fucking resigned and then was like, they're all liars. I don't remember any of it's this. True. But I'm like going to resign. Yeah. I'm going to fall on the sword because I'm going to pretend true. like I'm a good fucking Democrat and fall on the sword. But they're all liars. He fuck did the right you. thing, like. Despite no, himself. Fuck no, he you, did. Franken. He did the right thing professionally. But he did not do the right thing personally. He's a fucking asshole. He totally is. But I'm saying you're. Okay, go ahead. No, I would have had more respect for Al Franken if he would have come out and just said, "Of course, 
those things happened. And I was kind of being a dumbass because one of the things that I was talking about in the punishment fits the crime thing is I think that there are dumbasses oh, and there are predators. And I think Tracy I frankly was just being a dumbass. Crazy deeds. Dumbasses are bred from a culture that says men can be a certain way to women without thinking twice about it. Like we talked just a little so bit earlier about this. you think that this. was Al Franken? Like he thought he could do that just because he, wasn't he was a just man. Because well, at the time, because he was a but man. But there of... are stories that Leanne Tweeden was like feeding back and playing back and whatever. So where's the line? Right. Like so why I, is it? Oh, and I, I'm not saying that it was her fault. I'm not saying that at all. But there are moments where I play back. But it's the difference is it between my fault? being. Like proactive if- and reactive. And we've had this conversation before. Men are always proactively douchey, right? Look at that ass. Uh, let me touch your your name tag on your tit. That's great patch on your inner thigh. Whatever it all is. Let me slap your ass. They are. And, so and not our all job, men. Our I think we should clarify men, not The men all that men. do it. The men that do it. Yeah. Our, res- our job in all of this has always been, how am I going to respond? How am I going to respond? Am I going to shut it down? Am I going to be cold and icy? Am I going to be funny and jokey? Am I going to lean into that? Am I going to make, if this is already happening to me, am I going to make it work for me? Which I think is what you and I have done, which is if we're already going to be, be perceived professionally this way, let's at least make it work for us. And the question is, why does it have to be our job? Why is it not the men who do this is job to like think it? Look at that ass on Tracy Dietz. Look at that ass on Tracy Dietz. Think it in their brain. Shut their fucking mouths. Think about it and then say something like, those are gray pants, which I still think is terrible, but it's better than like, that. I knew that ass was yours. I mean, sir, there are degrees of all this. But why is it the woman's job? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I think the response moving forward is going to be my response that I've had most of my career, which is going to be... I don't know. You can suck my dick. <laughs> it should be the it should be the experiment for next week. I'm not sure if we had one last week. Sorry, guys. I say suck my dick a lot. We talked about my boots, which I didn't wear because oh. I could not. But, but we're going to go wear to a tonight. party tonight. I'm going to put yes. them on tonight. We're going to take yes, pictures. We'll post it on Facebook. Yes. We'll see what happens. Yes. I suspect it's not going to be good. <laughs> but I think that I am bold. I'm a bold person. And I'm proud of the fact that I'm bold, even if it even if it translates it's inappropriate in certain and and I can always I think I can always defend my inappropriateness Absolutely. but I have never said to a man suck my dick I have Ever. said that so many times but only because it was warranted I mean No I don't think it's not warranted I just think in in response I take a different response and I I've talked about this young woman who I spent some time with in sort of a mentor mentee capacity and she has had some of this stuff happen to her and my advice was like figure out your lane of response, right? This is how I do it. This is how my girlfriend Tracy does it. And you yeah. will have to and this is how my girlfriend Sarah does it. And then this is just you have to test test it out a little yeah. bit, figure out what it is. But the moral of the story, if this was a fable, is fuck you all. Stop making me find a lane. You find a lane. That's Hashtag. not creepy goddamn asshole. How about you you pick a different lane? Like fuck I'm not a always. terrible person lane. How about that? So I- I don't disagree. I I think and we were I was talking with our producer about this earlier. Like I think that there is conversation between friends. Even work friends when you feel comfortable of things that can happen and things that could be said. And I most certainly talk with friends of mine, different friends, work friends differently than I do prof- 
professional. Like if I go to a conference room and I'm having a professional meeting, like there most certainly is banter and, you know. My question to you is how many of your work friends, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes. How many of your work friends are men? A lot. And how often time do they assess which room they're sitting in when they say what they say? Oh, a lot. So a lot. So I think that there is a difference between, yeah. I mean, I think that I have a lot of clients that they're only inappropriate to you in a bar and not. <laughs> no, it's not even inappropriate. Like, I don't even feel like it's inappropriate. But, like, they're comfortable enough with me that they can say anything and we can talk about it. And there has been so much conversation about this right now. Yeah. And everybody I know wants to talk to me about it. And I suspect that your male. Maybe it's because you have a podcast. <laughs> I don't think so. You think that would make them not want to talk to me about it. But I'm sure your male counterparts want to talk to you about it and, and sort of understand it because they want to – I have friends that want to make sure that they are doing everything they can to be okay. But they also banter with me all the time because we talked about yeah, that yeah, in the yeah. first episode, yeah. sort of the bantering and how that's okay. And and I don't know. This is – it's so hard. It's hard. It's hard. But it sort of feels like it's the right – you know, would I like to have not been in a bad mood that day? Probably. But I do think – and I – We've, this is like the third episode in a row where we've talked about how I'm the eternal optimist and I will take it. I'll put it on a button on my shirt that a man will touch right over my tit. But um, I, <laughs> I don't feel... assume that he will. They won't all do that. I feel like the more we talk about it and the more men check themselves to their friends, like you were describing, the more they'll start to check themselves in their heads and then the more we can just go about our fucking jobs and do our work without the worry about who are we leaving the bar with? I mean, just a couple weeks ago, Tracy and I were at an event and our cars were far away and we were thinking, can we leave together and walk together? Are we going to be on our cell phone while we're walking? Can we take a man that we trust from the thing with us when we get to our cars? I mean, there was there is endlessly the fear of being approached or... And you know, it's interesting that you say that because I I will not walk by a construction site by myself. I will walk around. I don't like walking alone to my car at night yeah. by myself. But nothing's ever happened to me. No, but that's the, that's the culture of it. Isn't that crazy? There's the culture. Well, no, that is it is not accurate to say nothing's ever happened to you. Uh, you so have I've never, never been, been assaulted in public. <laughs> that is true. Okay. Right. Right. That is like the ultimate fear. Right. But if there have been little things that have happened to you, right. much less, right. but little things that have happened to you over and over again that create a fear of the big thing happening, it's an unfair world to be living right. in. And here comes my optimism. But I don't know that this your, is why char- we, your this little is, I don't know that your little kids will grow up to be worrying about that. And let's hope that they won't. Why we all need concealed to carry. No. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did you just say that? Holy moly, I didn't think we were talking about stuff like that. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Listeners, if we start talking about gun rights and stuff in this piece, we don't well, have time not, today. Just, like, Lord, I me, if we like dig we into that. that bomb. I'm just saying, if I had a so gun, So y'all, you stupid wasn't. motherfuckers could shoot each other in the head for no fucking reason. We could just start shooting No, yeah, just, well. let's just shoot. Let's just take it by, let's just take it. Let's just shoot. If I get nervous, you're dead and you're dead and everybody's fucking dead. That is the most goddamn ridiculous. Uh, my face is the color of Tracy's shirt right now. It's out of control. I'm going to take it down. I said that just to fire just her Just to get a rise. Just to get a Lord, rise her. Worked. And apparently that worked. Okay. We that are coming to the like... end of this episode. This was a fun one, guys. Um, I am a little worried. It's We're recording this on a Monday. Tomorrow's election day in Alabama. 
And I feel like it's going to be a sad day. And I'm I'm here sitting with my girlfriend and with some listeners um, who I think are, would be friends if I ever met you in real life. And I'm worried about tomorrow. I think it's going to be a sad day for me. And I'm worried it's going to be a reminder to me and to other women that feel the same way that we don't matter as much as the right to carry a gun and low taxes and some things. There's the difference between tangible change and the difference between valuing a whole segment of human life. And I, I'm a little nervous about tomorrow. And there will be high expectations for the Republicans if he wins tomorrow. And what will that look like on Wednesday? I'm a little worried about the roller coaster that's coming up. And so I look forward to doing this again a week from now. Hopefully we'll be able to in this holiday season. Um, and I hope people step up and do the right thing, even if, it, if it's pre-election win or post-election win. I hope that I hope we have a standard. I hope we have a standard. So I think pre-election, uh, people are not going to do the right thing. And I think Roy Moore is going to win. And that's going to be up to the voters. And and I think he's probably going to win in a landslide because I think there's a lot of people that on the, on polls aren't going to say, yeah, I'll vote for the pedophile. I would like to make a bet with you right now about the landslide. I say he wins by nine points. I bet you whatever is our favorite bottle of wine, which we all know at Tracy's is $100. That's fair enough. It's inside of five. I uh, think I think. I think I'm sad because he wins, but I think humanity doesn't completely fuck it up. So I, as a Republican, I I, I hope not either. Yeah. Uh, because I am most certainly willing to give up a vote to not elect a pedophile. I, I am. And, and that's and why I love you. I am. <laughs> Don't be the pedophile faction of the Republican Party. So I'm going to call nine. You're going to call five. Yep. And we're talking about a $100 bottle of wine. Awesome. Awesome. Um, the voters are making this decision. It's not the government. I think he wins. And I think Paul Ryan on January 3rd Wednesday. was like, 3rd. fuck it, bitch. You're yep. out. And yep. he's going to be out. And so then that will maybe give you a little bit of faith back I in the so. Republican Party that they're not terrible. I hope so. By the way, I kept talking about Paul Ryan kicking out Roy Moore. And, yeah. and he actually can't do that. What I meant was Mitch McConnell. But Paul Ryan basically called on Trent Franks to resign. Mitch McConnell is going to call on Roy Moore. And if come, you know, come February 1st, Roy Moore is in the Senate. No mothers of teenage girls do not let them come to Washington on that school trip because it won't be safe. Here. Or just don't visit the Senate. Just yeah. go visit. <laughs> just Congress. go to the House. Side. Anyway, thanks yeah. so much for listening, guys. Subscribe to Dame It All to Hell on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to write a review and give us a really awesome rating, <laughs> even if you don't like one of us. If you love you, us or hate you us, you must like one of us. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. And to check out our Facebook page, I think there'll be some pictures and videos from this recording. So check us out there at facebook.com backslash Dame It All to Hell. Thanks again and try to have a good week out there. Bye.